0: Well, welcome to The Thinking Tree. This is a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we are discussing Juneteenth and how we can have unity in Christ amidst diverse backgrounds. All right, well, Jeff, we are here with a special guest. Very special. My lovely wife... Jesse Sanchez sweetie, okay. great to have you with us.
1: Good to be back.
0: Now real quick before we dig into the topic for today, there's a reason why you're sitting here.
1: Yes mm. yes there
0: mm. is. What is that reason sweetie?
1: That reason is
0: <laughs> I can say <laughs> that reason is that Jesse grew up both as uh, as having lineage from African American background and what we would call European background. Yes. It's biracial, some people call it, even though there's only one human race I, I want to point out. multiple mm-hmm.
1: boxes on all those important forms. Yes. Because I don't fit neatly into one. You mm-hmm.
0: have beautiful curly hair. <laughs> you get to wear braids sometimes, which is awesome. I do not get to wear the, the braids. Jeff is, does not get to wear braids. No. Nope. It's
1: great for those of you who don't know, Adam wears glasses, so when <clears> I lose curly hairs and they're just on the ground, they look like spiders if he doesn't have his glasses on and it freaks him out. Oh, that's it's hilarious. It's true, Yes. Yeah. Unintentionally scaring my husband to death.
0: Yep, that does happen. Inside on a regular basis. into the Sanchez home. There you home. go. Yep. <laughs> and so the re- the reason why that we're pointing this out on the front end is that when we're speaking about Juneteenth, it's not just. The nature of having somebody who has a background here, but valuing both my wife, uh, who's a wife of an elder uh, who serves on the women's council, who serves as a deaconess in our church, and councils and disciples, many women, and so we we figured it would be very helpful to Have your voice and your background uh, from growing up in the Bay Area and serving in Oakland and all kinds of things. Yeah, I'm happy, uh, which to, can be happy helpful. to be
1: here to discuss it. Mm.
0: So, let me give a little history lesson here, uh, which Jeff is. Uh, finding quite humorous because he is the resident historian yes. at Oak Hill, and so I am just trying to follow in his footsteps. This is like the little kid putting on dad's shoes Aww. and you know <laughs> tiny little feet inside those big giant Aww. ones. So no timeline, no sorry. He no, even yeah. corrected me on a date before no. we started here, but I will do my best to give the history here. So this holiday in in recent years has been gaining steam, though it is not a recent holiday Mm -hmm. Uh, juneteenth occurs on june 19th and it is to commemorate the emancipation of slaves in the united states and the date was significant as the official emancipation proclamation didn't happen on june 19th but president lincoln signed it into law on january 1st 1863 Mm. then on june 19th 1865, there was a major general, General Granger, in Texas, who signed an order to free slaves there. Mm -hmm. And at the time, Texas was the most remote state geographically Mm -hmm. of that former Confederacy. So, Mm -hmm. really, almost, uh, really. Two, and a, half two and, years. and a half. years later yeah, yeah. Uh, from the time that Lincoln signed it. Now, it's important to note that though this date is the holiday traditionally celebrated for the official end of slavery, it was actually the 13th Amendment that would come later on December 6th, 1865, that would formally end chattel slavery in those last two states mm-hmm. uh, in the Union, Delaware and Kentucky and thus end slavery nationwide mm. in the United States. But that date of Juneteenth, June 19th, was the one that was held in the collective memory for those who are descended from slaves and those who were in slavery in Texas. And there is good historical account that even in 1866, on June 19th, 1866, that freed slaves were celebrating the, the time, the season uh, of the Emancipation on june 19th Mm. Uh, and so it has been then over the years over the century and a half really Mm -hmm. uh, it has gained steam and to be more and more celebrated beyond texas into other states and now just recently became a national holiday and so we want to talk about this today it is juneteenth when this episode is airing uh, and we thought it would be helpful to take a biblical and christian approach to thinking about this holiday Mm -hmm. and our goal today is not just to be uh, pushing hot buttons and be really, you know, trendy and whatever. No, our goal is to talk about hard things from a biblical perspective, from a Christian perspective, and to have these conversations that are helpful and even to encourage our listeners to have the same kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. With all that being said, uh, we want to talk about why a holiday celebrating the end of slavery could be profitable and what Christians should or could think about the holiday, So let me ask this question to begin. What could be gained by acknowledging and celebrating what some people call America's second Independence Day?
1: Mm, yeah, I love that you just, America's second Independence Day, because that could rub some people the wrong way. Um, I think it's important because we love the truth, don't we, mm-hmm. as Christians? Yep. Um, and I think that... We often can view history itself uh, very static, right? History. Extraordinaire over here right and if anyone hates history in school it's usually because a teacher has taught it really boringly and it's just Mm -hmm. dates and names and like a static list of facts but the reality is is that history is a series of events that affect one another so even the timeline is very important we think of oh the emancipation proclamation and slavery was over it's like no It was supposed to be over and then it had to be enforced Mm -hmm. and um, I even learned a couple years ago Juneteenth is celebrated in Texas because of that particular date Mm -hmm. but other states actually have other dates. Yeah. Like as... As the law was enforced by the Union Army, state by state by state, even different communities will celebrate at mm-hmm. different days. The yeah. reason that Juneteenth has become more popular is because it's catchy, mm. right? June 19th, yeah. Juneteenth, yeah. and so that they've kind of all accepted it. Most states have accepted it then. Um, but that's just really interesting that mm. history is not just a this thing happened and then everything changed. It's a series of events that affect each other. I know even as you two were talking about what we called historical realities, right? Mm -hmm. That slavery was over and then then the reconstruction happened and there was a lot of, hate to say the word progress because it's a buzzword, but positive biblical progress in terms of equality and um, black men being elected to positions of government and different mm-hmm. things like that. And then after that came legal segregation and after mm-hmm. that came right. Jim Crow and right. after right. that came... So it's a it's not just this one thing happened and everything changed, like hearts of people are hard. A war had to be fought over this issue and those who were disgruntled with the result of the war still legislated for their advantage. And so it's it just Mm -hmm. makes I think that acknowledging that America has more than one Independence Day is acknowledgement of the reality of history. As Americans, we should love freedom and be willing to celebrate freedom. Anytime it's presented and there was freedom from being a colony to being a country. And then there's also the celebration of when those who were enslaved um, were free. And that's particular because we're a country that celebrates freedom. And yet we exercised slavery of a, not the only country, but a, of a particular kind of a brutal kind. Mm -hmm. Um, It's important to celebrate the the steps of that changing. I think.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, reconstruction was a very painful process, but there was there was brief progress. But then, because of the human heart, Squashed. because of sin, yeah. uh, there have been constant battles fought for true equality and mm-hmm. true freedom in mm-hmm. this country. And it's okay to say that out loud. Um, so, what could be? You, you, I love the way you phrase the question: What could be gained by this? Well, unity could be gained. Mm. I, I have my doubts <laughs> uh, because of the nature of where we're at as a country right yeah. now, but. We ought to be able to rally to something which is so obviously good, mm-hmm. morally good, and we forget that abolitionists Christian abolitionists won a great battle yeah mm-hmm. in in overcoming mm-hmm. slavery. that was that was that was pushed I know there were Christians on both sides. we know that yes. right and yes. that's that's kind of scary, but abolitionists won a great battle, and hundreds of thousands of men died in the Union Army fighting right. to overturn the slavery system. So it's very complex. Right. It's very complex. But we all ought to be able to, what could be gained, we could rally around this and say, yes, this was this was overcoming a great national sin and we should celebrate that. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I'll tease out something that maybe in a future season or episode we can talk more about, but the partners that I've dealt with internationally, I'm speaking of pastors, mm. pastors internationally, whether in Southeast Asia or Eastern Europe or even Africa where, where I currently work, they are impressed that our country fought a war yeah. to end slavery. Yep. For them, they cannot fathom people giving up their lives. And for me, that has been instructive even for my own heart and how I reflect about our nation, mm-hmm. where where our citizenship is, this side of glory. Yeah. Um, we understand where our eternal citizenship is. That's not the emphasis yet. Maybe in the later conversation, we'll turn there. But for right now, we are incredibly blessed to mm. have our citizenship here in the U.S. where hundreds of thousands of migrants strive to be every single year. Mm-hmm. There are people that are fighting to be here that are not fighting to be anywhere else. Mm. And there is a reason. Yeah. When we think about the values that are blessed, not not all the bad things that are difficult and the human heart, we wrestle with them, but the good things that are commendable. Yep. As Philippians 4, eight even teaches, a commendable, true, and honorable, praiseworthy things. The fight for freedom is one of those incredible things Mm -hmm. that doesn't always work perfectly in any nation, let alone here, but there are some very big landmark moments in American history, where we can celebrate and say, wow, look at these men banded together to not live under a tyrant king. Wow, these states banded together to not continue the slave, mm-hmm. to transatlantic slave trade and all of the wickedness yeah. that came with owning a plantation. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Those are things that we really, I agree, we should celebrate and say, amen. Those are wonderful things. Right. And it shouldn't divide us. Right. Yeah. Now, with that being said, <laughs> let me ask a harder question here what should Christians think about this holiday and particularly what thoughts would be unhelpful from Christians? Yikes.
2: You want me to start on this Yeah, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Because I I knew you were going to ask the question so I put some thought into this. So let me speak directly to the folks listening uh, right now who are skeptical about this whole thing because I know you're out there. It's okay. It's all right to admit it. (laughs) <laughs> um, there is a fatigue right now out there in our culture because we're being bombarded by so many causes. Yeah. And there's a fatigue out there with anything that sounds like it might be related to social justice or that it's connected with Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. or it's, which we can now look back, by the way, and it turned out to be kind of a corporate scam yep. and didn't really help black people in any Correct. any noticeable way. Um, that's a whole, maybe we can do a whole other show on that. Um so so people are skeptical of this type of thing because well it, and, and pride month is coming right and yeah. so we're all going to get bombarded yeah. by that so yeah. i want to i want to strongly advise people uh in the church to hold this separate from that and 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 not lump it in with all these other things right. and say again analyze it on its own is this a worthy cause to be celebrated and i think it is mm. and even when you see some of the worst people uh, promoting it, and 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 th- th- they're the furthest <laughs> and left. There will be many, <laughs> yes, and even antichrist <laughs> yeah. people promoting yes. it. Uh, every DEI, you know, department yep. in in corporations, every university, and and I know it's hard. Don't let that sway you. Judge it on its own merits. This is a uh, this is a beautiful moral good that our country accomplished under an incredibly you know stressful you know conditions. Right. Don't see it as a replacement of July fourth. Right. Mm. No. That's the thing. Because I know yeah. I know my generation were like, don't mess with my Independence yeah. Day, right? <laughs> um and, and it's it's funny, yeah. Patriotism is is on the wane in this country, but mm. but it's not a replacement. It's it's an addition to it. Correct. Right. And also I would say don't think of it as an African holiday or a black mm. holiday. It's an American holiday. Yeah. Amen. Because again, freedom, the, the progress of freedom right. um, took another step forward, which mm-hmm. right. as biblical Christians, we're all for. Right. Right. So um, and, and just remember that that the powers that be that are out there, whoever you might think they are, <laughs> they're always trying to divide us by race. Mm. Don't buy into it. Don't mm. let them do it. Analyze this thing on its own. And if and, and I know we'll talk about it in a second, but if you come to a different A different conclusion. We can talk about that, Mm -hmm. right? For me, in my house, we're going to say this is a this is a good thing to acknowledge,
0: right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. I think the caution I would immediately say in terms of what is unhelpful is just the swinging of the pendulum Mm -hmm. that we that we tend to do. I know even my own heart tends to do. If we see something that or someone promoting something and they are not um, biblical or honor worthy, then we just say, well, whatever the opposite of that is, is what's going to be good, right? So just because a president you don't agree with or didn't vote for made it a national holiday doesn't make it like a bad thing necessarily, just because like you were saying, people, we wouldn't recommend, be your role model, promote it doesn't just, that doesn't right. mean it's there. And um, even just to get for our own folks, even uh, personal there too, I did grow up, my my dad is black, my mom is white and I grew up in a Hispanic neighborhood. Mm. Um, so all my neighbors spoke Spanish. Um, we're also the only Christian in all, all of our family, my immediate family, everybody else is unbelievers. So I was just like the weirdest person I always I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. A unicorn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's more. That's not quite how I felt. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, okay. But the I'm I'm growing looking back, so thankful for it. So thankful. I've always been convinced from a very young age that heaven is my home. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have a people. I have a home, um, and and that I think is a grace from the Lord. But just just to say, like, I was also homeschooled, like super conservative, not mm. not that, but even myself growing up and, and, um, and feeling that disconnection with even the history that I was learning, um, I remember reading just because this last year I was reading the American Girl books with um, with Eden. Did Chandler read those, Jeff? No. 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 Oh my goodness! The, I, I love the Revolutionary War girl. Oh, nice. She was held part of the revolution. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm gonna have history. i gonna see myself in it. Like, yeah, that's what I that's what I want to be. That's she's my favorite because that was so much fun. Nice. Um, and then I read the um, Slave Girl who runs mm. away, runs mm. north to freedom. And just in reading that, I realized uh, I couldn't have participated in the Revolutionary War. Mm. I real, I suddenly didn't see myself in that part of history and I was like, oh no. And I would have even been, even with the slave girl, I even recognized that I, because I was mixed, I would have been a house servant. Mm. So I would have had a little bit better, but I would not have been included on those types. of So through history, I saw myself there. And so I was like, wow. The Revolutionary War just they don't want me. They didn't want me there. I didn't fit that place in history. And I didn't find out about Juneteenth until I was an adult. Mm. And it didn't like heal something broken in me necessarily. But I was like, oh, it was it was more it filled in more of the story from me, just from my own experience. Again, not I didn't go to a cra- a public liberal school. I was homeschooled, mm-hmm. but there was this sense of like uh Incomplete incompleteness mm-hmm. of his of the his, of history and what does freedom actually look like mm. and so even discovering that and getting to go to Juneteenth celebrations um, I mean some of the best fried chicken you've ever tasted <laughs> there so I can't recommend it enough um, it was ju- I feel like it's it's helpful it's it's not the, it's not the best thing ever it's not completing and healing everything but it is helpful for mm. rounding out history um, for people who
0: look like me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. The only thing I would add, and this is not in any difference to what you guys have said in full support, uh, but just thinking about those Christian brothers or sisters who may really struggle with thinking about this as a holiday, Mm -hmm. what I would say, uh, I would challenge them and say, if... If the shoe was on the other foot, if the role was reversed and you had somebody from the other side of the political or social aisle who was advocating that we don't celebrate July 4th and that we should not be thankful for what has occurred in history Mm -hmm. to form this nation, if that would cause consternation for you, then you could imagine Mm. How somebody who is excited about the emancipation of slaves could feel when we don't at least acknowledge and Mm -hmm. affirm the goodness of what occurred 150 years ago. Right. So we we always should do that test in our own hearts to put ourselves in the shoes of another person and think about how they could be responding. If we do that, we're probably going to be a lot more gracious with one another yep. and we'll probably be more unified because we'll find the things that actually bind us together.
2: Yeah. Nice. be good. Race.
0: Now, I want to turn the conversation here to ask about how we can encourage uh, our, our listeners and the believers here uh, whether they're at our church or whether they're listening to this podcast, how we can encourage them to think biblically about the holiday and how we can encourage unity amidst diverse backgrounds. We have a lot of backgrounds. This is not the only one. Uh, and we're talking here, Jeff, you pointed out, it's not an a African background. This is an African-American, mm-hmm. American-born with African lineage mm-hmm. uh, that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. That's the dynamic. This is a very unique subset of people. So let me ask this question. What encouragements could there be from God's word about celebrations and specifically honoring one another with different celebrations?
2: Yeah, hmm.
1: I like, oh, go
2: ahead. No, no, okay, uh, okay. just a caveat to what yeah. you just said. Um, can I just, uh, you just, you, you said African-American, I get all that, but as an Irish-American, <laughs> European-American, I'm proud of my country mm-hmm. for this. Can I say that? Amen. We're gonna let, we'll allow it. I, I mean, I'm, I'm proud that my country fought to overturn this this awful thing, yeah. so mm-hmm. I I feel like I I can celebrate too. Amen.
0: Of course you can. <laughs> okay. I'm Native American. I, mean, I just uh, technically uh, I, I know okay. right? I celebrate.
2: I mean I'm excited. It's about like this. the UN in here, isn't it? It, like is, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm just I'm saying that for for our many uh, European you know uh, heritage listeners. Yeah, you're not excluded. No. <laughs> This is a fantastic. That seems kind of obvious, but I, but some people may feel that way, like oh, that's just not my it's not my holiday, and that's silly. It's an American holiday. Yeah, yeah. those
0: same people might yeah. celebrate Cinco de Mayo and St. Patrick's. Okay, don't get let me started on there. Careful okay. now with St. Right. Patrick. Yeah. Oh, I know, I did uh-oh, use that one on purpose. Uh-oh. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Okay, I'll, let me just. Can I just be really obvious with the biblical side of this thing? Like God's God's word about celebrations. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What's the number? The number one thing that God. Constantly wants his people to remember throughout the Old Testament, a freedom from slavery. Mm. Hey. Hello, hey. hello. I mean, it's the one, it's constant in the Old Testament. Yeah. God, remember that that I brought you out of Egypt yep. with my strong hand yeah, right. and freed you from mm-hmm. slavery and brought you into this promised land. I mean, God wants us to remember great events. It, it's consistent throughout Scripture. So,
1: anyway. yeah. No, that's good. I, Man, I, Old
0: Testament. I know, right? Was no, I good. have
1: I have some Old Testament too. Actually, <laughs> um, I appreciate is what's God's word say because it even ties into the last. What's unhelpful? What's unhelpful is it's helpful when you base it on God's word, right? What does mm. God's word actually say about this? Um, and I was just thinking of um, the passage in in Jeremiah when um, we're to seek the the good of the land that mm. we're in. Mm-hmm. Right? We go yeah. back to the exile lingo there. We're all exiles here. This isn't our home. Heaven is our home. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we're here, we're to seek the good, the welfare of the country. We're to celebrate, um, wherever we exile and, mm-hmm. um, the one anothering, one another's should be happening too amongst believers, mm-hmm. right? Um, not quite Paul, Paul's all things to all people, but if we're loving the people around us, yeah, then, then, then you celebrate, then you celebrate those things that are, celebration worthy.
2: Hmm. Celebratory.
1: Wherever you yeah. are, ex wherever you are in exile, celebrate.
0: That's good. That's awesome. You know, there's a New Testament passage. Uh, I love that you guys both picked the Old Testament. I'm not surprised. My wife is loves the Old Testament and we got his history nerd over here. I was just waiting for the timeline. Right. Uh, right. you know, when when did Moses lead him out of slavery? Yeah. He's holding up it's the right slide here. right it's now. Right here. He prepped it on his phone. Uh but the New Testament passage that really speaks to this clearly as well. It's and it's a compliment to uh, to what you guys just mentioned is Romans fourteen, beginning in verse five, and then mm, continuing mm-hmm. on. And essentially, uh, what what is being taught here through. Paul's hand, but by the power of the spirit, is that one person can regard one day as more important than another. Another person can regard every day the same. One person can observe a day and, and eat mm-hmm. for the Lord. Another person may choose to not eat for the Lord. The point of it all, and this is what is said here, is that whether you eat or whether you don't eat, whether you celebrate or whether you don't celebrate, we remember we don't live for ourselves, we don't die for ourselves. Right. We live right. for the Lord. We seek to honor Christ in all things. And that should be our goal. So whether we celebrate or we don't celebrate, it's still for God's glory. Right. It's not for ours. It's not for our political affiliation. Right. It's not for the way we vote. It's not for proving a point to uh, BLM, whatever. It's not for proving a point to uh, to a lineage. It is for the sake of honoring Christ in all mm. things. Right. If that's our goal, if that's our aim We're going to be in good company and we can do it with a clean conscience. And that's what's taught here as well. Uh, And we can do that as an Irish American. We can Mm -hmm. do that as a Native American. We can do that as an African American. We can do that as a Polish American. I mean, insert whatever. We can do that as an American.
2: (laughs) Wait, did we bring the Poles in? I did, yeah.
0: We can do that as Americans (laughs) because like you said, Jeff, it's an American holiday. It's an American holiday. Uh, marked moment of blessing that we can say amen to. So whether we go to a festival or not, we can still say amen, it's a good thing. I, I, I so wish, th- maybe we need to do a whole topical, not even topical,
2: <laughs> series on Romans 14. Because it answers so we many of the problems yeah. we're facing in the church today. Yep. Yeah. We're at each other's throats over disputable matters. Mm-hmm. And we're just not extending grace because now if you don't line up 100% with me, I you're my enemy. Mm-hmm. And the church is being divided. Romans 14, mm-hmm. if you're listening, read it, study it. Maybe we'll do something. Amen. Up. Sounds like another preaching series. I know exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Last question. Last question. How can we encourage believers to pursue unity while celebrating these various holidays, whether it's Juneteenth or other things? And what should be held as first importance when we think about holidays?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that the the question is uh, celebrating unity, and I think that we need to bring it back to a more personal level. I think oftentimes when we're thinking about it, it's like, let's make the statement that's going to address every person in every situation. And first of all, it's not even possible, but that's not really our mission either. The mission is to um, live out the one another's, um, get to really, really get to know the people in your life and to love them well. I think because I run in mostly white circles, can I say that? I've had people oftentimes ask me, hey, what about this? What about this? And on the one hand, I'm like, I love it that you think I'm a safe person to ask questions to. <laughs> like, that's okay. I might, I have thick skin anyway. So like, that's okay. Come ask me. Yeah. But then I also, and then I'm going to tease him going, well, am I your token black mm. friend? Is that what you're asking me? So I'm going to rib mm. you and say, hey, you might need more black friends. If I'm, I'm only half black. So if I'm your only <laughs> black friend, that's not good. Okay. <laughs> um, but also to say like, I can tell you what I think. My husband's rolling his eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i I went, you, I went off
1: script um in those situations i'm like i can I can respond what I think, but I can't respond for all black people or all mixed people even. Um, and we hear that on both sides of the dialogue, right? Black people mm-hmm. are not a monolith. There's differences. And so what is the answer to that? The answer is get to know the people in your life because mm-hmm. I could say, sure, I'm not offended by this particular kind of a phrase. Does that mean that you should go say it to everybody that you know or put it on your Twitter? Like we, mm-hmm. we are so we're so geared towards speaking to the whole world, we forget that we should be actually speaking to people instead. Mm. And that might be different because what doesn't offend me might offend somebody else or what's helpful for me thinking of unity might not be. It becomes very individualistic. But I think we revert to thinking about the Twitter mindset because it's easier to have a blanket statement for something than actually get to know people. Mm Yeah. I think it's more work to actually get to know the people in our life and if there are differences to lovingly operate around those differences, instead we kind of want a one answer that we can just mm-hmm. put on our bio and then know that we're not hurting anybody's feelings or mm-hmm. that we're doing the right thing and the reality is is people are, are different, they're in different places they have different backgrounds and they're in different points in their faith and that's where the one another's right i'm like i couldn't list the one in all of them that would take too much time but like that is our rubric for operating in unity actually get to know people actually have those conversations with real people not on twitter not on places with people you don't know face to face with people that you're in relationship with have those conversations and pursue those one another's together
2: amen that's good yeah, the, the whole idea of lumping people into categories and and then and then going on social media and typing about it, we're going to give an answer for every word that we that mm. we that we speak and type. Can mm. I say that? Uh-huh. So be really. As one of my newest things, I'm cautioning people: you will give an account for mm-hmm. everything that you say and type. And when we collectivize people and make these giant blanket statements, um, man, we get ourselves in trouble. So I would just say. Uh, in terms of pursuing unity, just the politics, don't let the, again, the powers that be want to separate us, divide us. And even in the church by politics and rise above that, look at this thing biblically, you know, see it through that that grid rather than through your favorite politician.
0: <laughs> Amen, man. Well, that's, man, that's a tough subject. And I know there's so much more that we could talk about this, but this mm. is just one cultural dynamic. It's not a be-all end-all for all cultural dynamics, but the biblical principles extend everything. Mm, And so I'm really grateful to hear both of your thoughts on being gracious and seeking to care for others Mm -hmm. and not making it about... Personal, you know, how I feel and how I want to be heard and all of that, but really seeking to love and care for others and to celebrate the good Mm -hmm. and to praise the praiseworthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You call, you've said back on the underground, you know, many moons ago, Hmm. we call balls and strikes. Right. We want to say it accurately. And so if it's accurate to say, this is a beautiful, a beautiful thing that we're Mm -hmm. celebrating the end of American chattel slavery, we say amen to that. That's a wonderful thing. Whether you do a celebration on Juneteenth or not, we can say amen, it's a wonderful thing. And our goal really as Christians is honoring Christ in all we do. So whether we do the celebration or not, we still commend the commendable. We Mm -hmm. still praise things that are praiseworthy and we give God the glory in that. Awesome. Well, Jess, thank you for joining us. Of course. This time on The Thinking Tree. Friends, we pray this conversation has been helpful to help you renew your minds and reform your hearts. Lord willing, we'll see you next time on The Thinking Tree.